This is Randy Hosman with Becker's Clinical Leadership Podcast. Here's your daily industry news brief for August 8th. First, according to a Friday report from Fox 35 Orlando, two Advent nurses at an emergency room in Ocala, Florida, are suing the hospital over a training session that included a simulated active shooter exercise that trainees were not informed was part of a drill. The two suits were filed separately and state they were attending a mandatory disaster preparedness and mass casualty training sessions when an unannounced active shooter situation occurred. A male employee burst into the training room and told everyone to get on the ground. He was carrying what appeared to be a semi-automatic weapon, which made a loud noise similar to a gunshot. One of the nurses called 911. Both alleged they were not informed it was a drill until 10 minutes later. They are seeking $30,000 each in damages. Second, according to a report yesterday by the Daily Herald, Northwestern Medicine, which is based in Chicago, is reintroducing licensed practical nurses to ease staffing shortages as part of a new pilot program at one of its hospitals. Northwestern Medicine Delnor Hospital in Geneva, Illinois, has seen an increase in vacancies for patient care support roles. Usually, nursing students often fill these roles temporarily before moving on to registered nurse roles. Typically, LPNs work in nursing and long-term care facilities. By opening positions to LPNs, the hospital hopes it will support nurses more by performing tasks patient care technicians aren't trained to do. If the pilot is successful, Northwestern may expand the staffing strategy to other facilities. Third, health experts say the U.S. should cast a wider net with monkeypox testing to contain the outbreak, which has now grown to over 7,500 cases. The outbreak is concentrated among men who have sex with men, but some experts say it has definitely spread outside this concentration. There are at least five confirmed cases among children so far. Federal officials are also considering a strategy to stretch vaccine supply by splitting up one dose of the Genios vaccine into five different doses. Fourth, here are two recent studies on long COVID-19 in children and adults. A study published on Saturday in The Lancet found that one in eight patients recovering from COVID-19 had lingering symptoms from the illness at least three months later. Researchers from the University of Groningen in the Netherlands collected data on over 75,000 people from March 2020 to August 2021. The CDC's weekly morbidity and mortality report for Friday found that children and adolescents aged 0 to 17 recovering from COVID-19 have experienced a variety of uncommon or rare conditions for the age demographic. Researchers assessed nine potential post-COVID-19 symptoms and 15 potential post-COVID conditions in almost 800,000 COVID-19 survivors. While the prevalence of symptoms and conditions varied by age groups, those with previous infections had higher rates of acute pulmonary embolism, myocarditis, and cardiomyopathy, venous thrombombolic events, acute and unspecified renal failure, as well as type 1 diabetes.
5th, with a 51 to 50 vote yesterday, Senate Democrats passed a sweeping $739 billion bill that furthers some of the largest changes to health care in years. The Inflation Reduction Act touches energy, tax reform, and health care. The House is expected to pass it on Friday and send it to President Joe Biden's desk. Here are seven updates with this bill. For the first time, Medicare would be allowed to negotiate the price of prescription medicines with manufacturers. Negotiation powers will apply to the price of a limited number of drugs that incrementally increases over the next seven years. Ten drugs will be eligible for negotiations beginning in 2026. By 2029, eligibility expands to 35 more drugs. The HHS secretary will provide manufacturers of selected drugs with a written initial offer that contains HHS's proposal for the maximum fair price of the drug and reasoning used to calculate that offer. Manufacturers will have 30 days to either accept HHS offer or propose a counter offer. Out-of-pocket costs for prescription drugs will be capped at $2,000 per year for members of Medicare Part D prescription drug plan. Beginning in 2025, there's also an option to break that amount into monthly payments. The Senate could not pass a provision to place a $35 cap on insulin for Americans covered by private health plans. The provision did pass for Medicare enrollees. Drug companies will be required to rebate back price differences to Medicare if they raise prices higher than the rate of inflation. The legislation makes all vaccines covered under Medicare Part D free to beneficiaries with no deductibles, coinsurance, or cost sharing starting next year. The legislation extends the Affordable Care Act's federal health insurance subsidies through 2025. These subsidies are set to expire at the end of the year. Democrats say the extension will prevent an estimated 3.4 million Americans from losing health coverage. Thank you for listening. Do you want more of the latest info about clinical leadership delivered directly to your inbox every weekday? Subscribe to the Becker's Clinical Leadership and Infection Control e-newsletter on our website at www.beckershospitalreview.com forward slash quality.